Today in Science from Wired. This episode is brought to you by ShipStation. You know, some things take a lot of work, like sending little robots to far off distant planets. And just as that's challenging, so too is running a successful e-commerce business, especially when there's so much to do. So I want to introduce you all to ShipStation. Now, I love using ShipStation because of its easy-to-use dashboard, which makes managing orders and printing labels a breeze and super smooth. Oh, and the customer service is just out of this world. It's exactly what you need to help grow your business. Sign up for your free 60-day trial at ShipStation.com slash technews. That's ShipStation.com slash technews. As a longtime foreign correspondent, I've worked in lots of places, but nowhere as important to the world as China. I'm Jane Perlez, former Beijing bureau chief for The New York Times. Join me on my new podcast, Face Off, U.S. versus China, where I'll take you behind the scenes in the tumultuous U.S.-China relationship. Find Face Off wherever you get your podcasts. today's spoken edition of Wired. A study exposes the health risks of gene-editing human embryos by Megan Molteni. A missing chunk of DNA, 32 base pairs long and smack in the middle of the CCR5 gene, might be the most studied mutation in human history. The spontaneous deletion, which arose thousands of years ago, has a striking relationship with one of the worst human diseases, HIV, AIDS. People who inherit this mutation from both of their parents are naturally immune. The only two people to have ever been cured both received bone marrow transplants from people who carry the Delta 32 mutation. The pharmaceutical industry has invested heavily in trying to recreate the benefits of this naturally evolved anomaly using drugs and genetic engineering. And last year, a Chinese scientist named He Zhangkui used CRISPR to try to endow two human embryos with the Delta-32 mutation and immunity to HIV. Hay's experiments were widely condemned for smashing through ethical boundaries and breaking Chinese law. They also culminated in the birth of twin baby girls. But that was not the end of it. Last week, it emerged that fertility clinics around the world have been seeking Hay's advice on offering a CCR5 CRISPR edit as a service to prospective parents. Now new research is suggesting that such a procedure might actually be an early death sentence. That's because the Delta-32 mutation doesn't just make people resistant to HIV, it also shaves years off people's lives. In a study published today in Nature Medicine, scientists at the University of California, Berkeley, combed through more than 400,000 genomes and health records housed in the UK Biobank, a massive database of Brits that was recently released to researchers they discovered that people with two copies of the Delta-32 mutation died at rates 21% higher than those with one or no copies. There might be a public perception that one mutation does one thing, but biology doesn't work like that, says Rasmus Nielsen, an evolutionary biologist who co-authored the paper with one of his postdocs, Jing Wei. The results illustrate how a single mutation can affect many different traits simultaneously, in ways that are very hard to predict, he says. I hope this raises awareness that before we think about modifying the human genome with CRISPR, we carefully consider all the possible effects of the mutations that we create. Nielsen and Wei had been interested in using the UK Biobank data to investigate how patterns of gene frequencies were being shaped by the pressures of modern life. 
They had a number of genes they wanted to look at, but after Hayes' CRISPR babygate scandal broke in November of 2018, they decided to hone in on CCR5. In the UK biobank data, they found two lines of evidence to suggest that these days, CCR5 actually is a net negative. In the first analysis, they tracked how long people survived after enrolling in the biobank study. They found that between the ages of 41 and 78, people with two copies of the Delta 32 mutation had significantly higher death rates. They also observed that far fewer people with two copies enrolled in the study than expected, which they interpreted to mean that these individuals were less likely to survive into middle age than the general population. Something has removed people with two copies of the mutation, and the likely explanation is increased mortality, says Nielsen. The UK biobank data did not illuminate what specifically might be killing off these individuals, but earlier research in mice has shown that lacking a functional CCR5 gene increases susceptibility to other deadly infections, including influenza and West Nile virus. To understand how the evolutionary winds might have shifted, it's helpful to know something about the mutation's origin story. A few thousand years ago, somewhere in the plague and smallpox-ravaged lands of northern Europe, a child was born missing a large chunk of DNA in its CCR5 gene. This gene coded for a receptor on the surface of immune cells useful for coordinating responses to invading pathogens. And this spontaneous deletion torpedoed CCR5 production. One copy shrunk the number of receptors on cells, two copies erased the receptor altogether. In another time and place, such a mutation might have been a problem. But at that moment, it proved an evolutionary windfall. That person's family and their descendants outlived and outproduced their peers at an astonishing rate. Today, the Delta 32 mutation occurs in about 10% of the population of Europe, in a decreasing gradient from north to south. Natural selection pushed it through the population about 100 times faster than if it were a neutral change to the genome. But with the invention of vaccines and the eradication of diseases like smallpox over the last century, the mutation has become less useful. According to Nielsen and Wei's analysis, it's now downright detrimental. At least in populations that look like the UK biobank, that data can't be reasonably extrapolated to places like China, where the pathogen environment and genetic backgrounds of the people living there look very different from the Brits. But it lends urgency to efforts to monitor the CRISPR twins throughout the entirety of their lives. According to reports from the Chinese state-sanctioned news service, the girls will remain under government supervision in Guangdong province, near where He conducted his rogue experiments. For bioethicists like Stanford's Hank Greeley, these latest revelations only further skew the risks of such a procedure to far outweigh the potential benefits. I already thought Hayes' experiment was somewhere around 50 times higher than the ethical limit, he says. This just makes it even more outrageously risky. Much of that calculus comes from the fact that neither girl was infected with HIV. They could have avoided the disease using safer, more proven methods, such as condoms and prophylactic drugs. But for people who've already been infected, says Nielsen, it's still much more beneficial to carry the mutation. That's why he stresses that his research shouldn't be interpreted as a warning against HIV, AIDS, cell and drug therapies that target the CCR5 gene. And ironically, if they're successful, the usefulness of the natural Delta 32 mutation will decline even further. Given a few thousand more years, it might even disappear. Want to learn how you can make smarter decisions with your money? Well, I've got the podcast for you. 
I'm Sean Piles, and I host NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast. Our show features our team of nerds, personal finance experts in credit cards, banking, investing, and more. And they'll help you make the most of your money while cutting through the clutter and misinformation in today's world of personal finance. You'll get clarity on strategies to help you build your wealth, invest wisely, shop for financial products, and plan for major life events. Listen to NerdWallet's Smart Money Podcast wherever you get your podcasts.